Welcome to Love Talk. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, and tonight we have uh, Terry Saleh. Hey, Terry, what's up? Hey, Tracy. It's cold outside, but I'm ready to talk about love tonight. Oh, man, it's cold. You're in the wrong state, my friend. Wrong state. <laughs> yeah, it's like 32 Leslie. degrees. Leslie's not with us today. She is vacationing in Dubai. I'm a little jealous, a little jealous. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Her and I year they're celebrating, and they began their celebration with a trip to Dubai, which I thought was wonderful. Yes, one day I'll make it there. Yeah, that's a place I want to go. I definitely want to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. to bring you back uh, just a fleck of gold. Just a fleck? That's it? I need a couple yeah, of flecks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a couple of flecks. One fleck is just not going to do it. She texted me this morning, though, to tell me that she landed and everything's good. And, um, you know, she's, she's, she's doing a Dubai thing. Okay, that's so this week, we have kind of a uh, a story to tell. It's it's actually my story that, that I want to talk about this week. You know, I've been going through just a little bumpy road. So, you know, I've been dating this guy for about a year and a half. I've been yeah. telling you all these stories. I think we came down to D.C. and you met him and everything. And, you know, everything mm-hmm. was nice. Everything was wonderful. At least I was having a good time. I enjoyed it. I told you that I met him back when we were in college and we dated and then we went separate ways and, you know, we met up again here in South Florida and then we had been seeing each other for a while. And then at the end of this year, you know, I'm thinking to myself, here I am talking about love and love talk and I talk about love to everybody except for this dude. I'm like, okay, so maybe I should say something. Tell what's on my heart. And so I did. I told what was on my heart. I told how I was feeling. And it wasn't reciprocated. So I felt some kind of way because it felt like it was reciprocated. Verbally, it wasn't. But, you know, everything else seemed well. And I remember one show that we did. I talked to Leslie, and Leslie was talking, you know, and she was saying... Sometimes you're in a relationship and you have a girlfriend, but he doesn't have a boyfriend. Remember that show, Kelly? Right. You have a boyfriend, but he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yes. Exactly. So I asked that question. You know, I said, here we are in this relationship, and somehow I feel like we're in two different relationships. I feel like I have a boyfriend. Do you have a girlfriend? And there was silence. Complete wow. and total silence. Wow. So of course, you know, I'm in my feelings, totally and completely in my feelings because I'm a, a little emotional. <laughs> so now I'm trying to figure out how do I deal with this? You know, I don't want this person to be totally out of my life, but I do know what I need for love. Mm-hmm. So I'm torn. You know, do I just exit stage left because I don't know if I can be a friend? I don't know what to do. So this week, I kind of just took time off and downtime to just kind of go through things and and see what, you know, how I'm led, what what follows next. It's crazy because we were just talking about this and how we would react. And Leslie was like, oh, no, you wouldn't be able to do what you said you would do. And I said that I would probably just cry, wipe my wounds, and, you know, heal myself internally. So that's pretty much what I've been doing this week. And I went back and I listened to one of the shows. I think it was episode three, two or three that it was that we were talking about. it. So I don't know, Terry. What advice do you have for me, girl? Tell me, please. Well, number one, I applaud you for having the courage to do what you did. 2017 is a new year, and I think you need to do new things. And especially if it's been something that's been on your mind for a while, to really see where you stood in this relationship, it was what you needed to do. Um, it's amazing that when you asked, does he have a girlfriend, that there was total silence um, because you have the courage to bring up the topic, but he didn't have the courage to answer. And so I say, you know what, maybe you don't need a man that is not as courageous as you. 
you need somebody as courageous as you are. If he cannot um, expose himself, be vulnerable to a woman that he has spent so much time with, then maybe he's not the man for you. How did you feel after this week, kind of just, um, you know, putting distance between the two of you? How did you feel? Ouch is how I feel. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I feel I feel heartbroken, you know, and I don't feel angry. That's that's definitely not it. I don't feel like um, he broke my heart, which is kind of weird. I don't feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel more like um, I let myself down, you know, because I felt things early on that I just put to the back burner. You know, I I I said, well, you know, maybe that's this and maybe that's that. I tried to justify and sort things out in my own head. Mm-hmm. And keep moving forward, you know, hoping that things would get to the way they I need them to be for me, you know. So I kind of feel like I may have put too much time in instead well, of... Well, see, that's the thing. You should never feel that way because I think life is all about taking risks. And you have to put yourself out there, especially in pursuit of love. So you took the risk. You put yourself out there. You had fun. You I did. Had fun. I did. You had some I had fun. great moments. And yeah, I'm sure I you have plenty of moments that you spend time with him that you are you have memories of them and you have great memories of them. So it never seemed like it was a, a waste of your time where you let yourself down. That's what happens. You took a risk. You had some good times. You had some bad times. Now it's you know new chapter. So I don't think you should look at it as oh I let myself down or it was a waste of time. It's just very hard. It's just yeah. very hard, you know? Yeah. I, um, when I was single, and, you know, I haven't been single in a, um, a long time, but I just found that it was very hard for men, or they probably weren't really men. They were, I don't know, boys trying to be men, but I just they, were what? they were boys trying to be men. They were a little emotionally immature. They really couldn't really process their emotions, communicate them the way Mm -hmm. I needed them to be as a female. And I don't know if it's just how men are. They don't want to feel vulnerable, so they don't really share their real emotions. But I just remember that was the hardest thing in relationships for me is really trying to really know where I was in this relationship to really know where but you I know, What you just said, you know, they don't really share their real emotions. So now I wonder, do they really share their real emotions and we refuse to believe those real emotions? Or is it the other, like you said, that they don't know how to share so there's nothing, you get nothing. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time, you know, wondering now, who is this person? Did I really know this person? Mm-hmm. Because I know what what you shared, I know what we shared, I know the things that we did, where we went, and I thought we were having a good time. And, and I don't know that people hang out with you if they're not having a good time. Right. When you, especially when you get older, you know, you don't have a lot of time to waste. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. When you get older, it's like you don't want to play the games, you don't want the nonsense, mm-hmm. you don't want the BS. You just kind of want to get in there, enjoy life, and, and, and have a good time and be honest. So, mm-hmm. like you said, I don't know. Am I figuring out something that I don't need to figure out and just take it for what it's worth? This is what it is, and, you know, that's it. Well, maybe the book is right. You know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Maybe we don't really know how to communicate with each other. You know, we speak different languages. I don't know. I just felt like I've always been able to communicate my feelings much better than my male counterpart at the time, whether when I was single or even as in my marriage. It just felt like I communicated better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not easy. It is not easy. So, you know, we had this conversation and, you know, other things were said and this I can't believe that I'm sharing all of this, but here goes. <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, this is well, like I said, love talk for everyday people. I'm an everyday person and this is what people go through. So we're just gonna put yeah. it out there. So as we as we continue this conversation, you know, my my next question was 
Like, I can understand if you don't love me at the same time as I love you, because, you know, everybody has their time and their space, but when you can't articulate what you do feel, you know, like, what are we? Where are we? Mm-hmm. What, what, what do we mm-hmm. call us, you know? And at, at, in, in your 50s, your early 50s, I think boyfriend-girlfriend sounds a little juvenile, so what do you call, what are we? And he couldn't <laughs> articulate that. You know, what are you? Not, are you the main right, chick? Are you the right. side chick? <laughs> what hey, are you? you? I live on honesty. I need to know what it is. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. it might hurt all of that, but at least if I know what it is, I can govern myself accordingly. But he could not articulate what it is. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you and do want to know. <laughs> you, like, really? Think, am, what am I? Am I the main chick? Am I the main side chick? Am I the second side chick? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Right, the main side chick or the second side <laughs> chick, right. What am I? And and that part, I think um, people know, but I think maybe Leslie may have said this, that sometimes people don't express because they fear what your reaction may be. But if you're messing with somebody who's immature, you may get some kind of crazy reaction. Mm-hmm. But I think it's better to be honest. It's better to be honest. So he, could, he couldn't articulate that. And I thought to myself, well, what does that say for me? And exactly what you said before, I started doubting the person who I was. And as the week went on, I kept saying, no, Trace, I don't think it's it's me. I don't think it's me. I think it's truly just we're not in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think you know that sooner than a year and a half, you know. And I think you also know whether you're ever going to get there. You know, there's a difference in to, about not being in the same place at the same time and knowing if you can get there and being able to articulate that. So, I don't know. And, you it's know, a- sometimes um, previous um, females that he may have dated have never challenged him. You might be the first one that has challenged him and really asked, okay, what are we? What are we doing? What am I? What do I mean to you? And maybe he's just processing that. I don't know. You know, sometimes people don't always date their equals or people that are better than them. They may be just dating down. You may have been the first woman that's actually challenged, you know, what's going on um, in his brain and, you know, how he deals with relationships. And I've heard Mm -hmm. of other friends where, you know, she checked the dude and she was like, you know what? You know, I'm not messing with you because you can't commit. And the guy kind of, you know, went into shock and realized he didn't want to lose a good thing, and he came back around. So I think it's good sometimes to challenge people because you never know. Have have they never been challenged before? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know you I like one. to think that you're the most intelligent woman he has ever dated, so. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't know. It's a rough week, though. It was a very rough week. You know, I, I started second-guessing a lot of stuff and thinking, what am I doing? You know, why am I even in all of this love talk? I can't solidify a relationship. But then towards the end of the week, I was like, no, this is just part of life. People experience And also, Tracy, you, you want to be in a situation, especially before you get married, that it, it's all, it always feels good. So trust me, when exactly. you get married, it's not going to always feel good. So if, you're, if the relationship's sitting at this point where it doesn't feel good anymore, yeah, it's, it's definitely time to, you know, take a time out, take a break, and, you know, really decide what I want to do with it. Because the good thing about being single you're young, you're single, and there's now this whole bunch of new options available to you. And so you got to see it this way. You know, 2017, if, if it doesn't work out with him, you got a whole bunch of new options available. Well, that's how I felt, you know, when I, when I took on this conversation. I think it was actually New Year's Eve. I just felt compelled. I cannot go into... 2017 and not know, you know, what we're doing. What are we doing? I just couldn't do it. And it took everything I had to come up with the questions and ask and find out. 
And I just could not break down. I could not get in to the heart to get any kind of, well, it's this or it's that. And, you know, I care for you. And I, I even said, well, do you love me? Well, what is love was the answer, you know? And how do you know you love me? And I'm looking like, is this a joke? This must be a joke. This has to be a, a, a game. Because we're not kids. We're grown-ups. How can you not know at this stage in your life, you know, what love is? And he said he never, has never been in love. You've been married before. I don't understand how you marry and, and you're not in love. So is he playing with me? You know, this is what I don't understand. This is crazy. Have you ever heard this, Terry? I don't know if we're having technical difficulties, but I cannot hear um, my co-host there. So I'm just can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. What I I was going to say is people get married for all kinds of other reasons other than love sometimes. So, you know, that doesn't surprise me. But I still think when you get to a certain age, you should know what love is. You definitely should know what love is. And, and and there's different levels of love. You know, it's, you, you have family. You must know what love is if you have family. You love your parents, right. your brothers, your sisters. You know, there's, there's different levels of love. So I'm not sure what, what that conversation, you know, was about love. Yeah, and, um, you know, I don't, you know, forgive me, but I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody where I have to define things for you. It just needs to feel right. You know what I mean? I don't need to, I shouldn't feel the need to explain to you what love is. Right. But, you know, I need to ask you this. Help me with this, Terry. What is the definition of marriage? You know, what is it? And what is marriage in love? What what is that? you know, what, is well, there a the difference first between... Thing, first thing is the commitment. When I think of marriage, the very first thing I think of is commitment. Um, most of us say the vows for better or worse, uh, till death do us part. That's major commitment. Um, whether most people honor those, I don't know. So the divorce rate is probably over 50%, so maybe most mm-hmm. people don't. But I right. think of commitment, and it's, de- it's definitely not a situation. It's not for a faint of heart. It's not for the immature, um, because you're going to have battles. You're going to have wins. You're going to have losses. You're going to have battle wounds. Um, it's it's a second job. It's a second nine to five, and you always got to work at it. I have. I, I received a text from a listener in California. She's got a website, Life Notes. Oh, man, I wish I had it memorized by heart, but I don't. Hopefully she'll text it to me and I will repeat. She writes, um, men share their emotions sometimes, and sometimes we put blinders on when they share their emotions. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. as she's listening, she says, the answers that I was saying indicate that he needs to do some work on himself or he was just using me. And she tells me to keep my head up. It's hard to hear. It's very hard to hear mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't believe the latter. I have to believe the beginning. I can't believe the latter. So Yeah, I don't think it was a situation where you were being used because, again, I think you are no, I, smart I, enough to know when you're being used or taken for granted or taken advantage of. I don't think it was that. I think um, it's more of not in touch with themselves claiming he's never been in love before, a little emotionally immature, which requires him to do a little bit of work. So I definitely think it's the former, not the latter. Yeah, same here, same here. And she did text back. (laughs) Thank you, Esalyn. She writes, Life Notes and Encouragement. That's her website, and that's her blog that she keeps. And she writes some pretty decent stories, you know, some things she's written on marriage and love. So. Thank you for your time. Let's check it out. Life notes yeah. and encouragement. Yeah, the letter N. And oh, I could okay. be missing it because you know my glasses and me don't always get along at the same time. So yes, life <laughs> notes encouragement. 
dot com. Yeah, you know, but hey, good for you. Kudos to you. It's twenty seventeen. You know what? And we're not getting any younger. Time is not going backwards. Time is moving forward. I say go find you a courageous man, somebody that is as courageous as you, as passionate as you, as enlightened as you, and go get that. The trick is to get that. (laughs) You know what? The other thing is, you know, moving on. That is it's difficult. It's very, yeah. very difficult. Yeah. That's, that takes time. That's perfect. I mean, because you've been dating for over a year. So that has yeah. kind of become your persona, so to speak, mm-hmm. for a year. You know, right. and Tracy and so-and-so and so-and-so and Tracy. And so right. now it's, okay, now let's get back to the Tracy persona. What's Tracy about? And who's going to be... Tracy's still about the same thing. It's just... You know, the the person, you miss the person. You miss mm-hmm. the laughter, the silly things, the things you... And even now talking about it, I get emotional because, you know, mm-hmm. it's sad. I'm absolutely sad. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it, it, doesn't, it, um, it doesn't, like, just heal itself overnight. It definitely doesn't. No time. It, it's time. I guess yeah. it's just time that's going to that's gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I was in a relationship before I got married, and I found out that the person was cheating. I was totally devastated, and I went and locked myself in a room, and I cried for, like, three days, and I thought, okay, um, I cried for three days straight. I'll be all right, but it didn't happen in three days. No, three days is not nearly. Three days is not nearly. It does take time, but, you know, it will get better. You know, and who's not to say that you all can't continue at some point to, you know, pick up and have a different type of relationship. Um, well, that's the whole thing. I've known that for so long. I've known that right, for so yeah. long. I don't want to lose him as a friend. Right, right. And maybe he'll, because he's been challenged by you, maybe he will start to do the hard work, the internal work, the internal self-evaluation um, that he needs to do. To keep a woman yeah. like you. It's tough. It's not easy. I'll tell you that much. I can't believe that I just put all of this out there. I really can't. I'm glad I did. I feel a little bit better. Um, and I bet another you, color, if you had people to call in or to text you or to click in on your website, you will find you are not alone. Well, well, that's coming soon. You know, that's coming soon. As we're doing more and more shows, I'm I'm finding a different avenue where we'll be able to get more people to listen and take calls and stuff like that. So I'm pretty excited about that for 2017. But I just got another text and it says, do you think guys are ever really friends? Oh, do I? Wait, wait, wait. I read it wrong. Do you think you guys were ever really friends? Hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That is a good question. That's a good question. You know, they, I thought we were, you know. Yeah, was I it true we love or was it true lust, L-U-S-T? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know? <laughs> you won't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I'll ever know the answer to that unless, you know, he calls me and I'll say whatever it is that I have to say. It's crazy. But, yeah, I guess it feels good to put it out there, you know. Anybody else that's going through, it's it's not easy. It's tough. Do you yeah, think guys don't do that? You're not the only person. Um, yeah. I don't know. I want to hear a guy's perspective. I want to hear a guy's perspective on breaking well, up we will. and what their emotions are when they break up. Well, the second segment, we have uh, Mr. Jonathan Douglas from the DMV who's going to uh, give his perspective on relationships and love and, and, and how men go through and how they share emotions. You know, when I talked to him briefly, he said he had an answer for me on why it was so difficult to define. So um, let's go for okay, commercial well, I break. I can't wait. can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's take a commercial break and um, we'll come back and hear what uh, Jonathan Douglas has to say. All right. Do-do-do-do-do, do-do-do-do, 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 
Welcome back to Love Talk. This is Tracy Hines, your host, author of Love Addiction. With me, I have Terry Saleh and our guest, Mr. Jonathan Douglas from the DMV. He is an actor. And Jonathan, please don't kill me, but I seem to have misplaced all the wonderful things you did. If I remember it correctly, you did some community work and other things. Can you share what you've done, please? Um, actually, uh, the most the most notable work that I'm actually presently invested in is um, participating in missionary work um, at our church, Zion Church in Landover, Maryland, under pa- Pastor Keith Battle. And um, oh, we were nice. just earlier today after church, we had a team meeting because we're going to Haiti, the Dominican Republic, and possibly to Kenya. And there's also a local outreach to uh, New Orleans as well. And so that has been preoccupying a lot of my free time because uh, I'm definitely invested in giving back. And um, so, yeah, yeah, that keeps me pretty busy outside of my acting endeavors, commercial, industrial, and now also on the stage as well. Most notably, I just right. finished up a run of um, one of Shakespeare's plays, The Love Slave is Lost. Yes. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you for coming Hi. and talking to us. Yes, thanks. Thanks for having me. Hello, Miss Terry, as well. How are you doing, John? I'm well, I'm well. 
So what do you think for you ladies? I've been, I've been tasked, tasked with I, giving a perspective. I, yeah, that's what I need. I need a male perspective. You know, in the first segment, I kind of unexpectedly um, shared, you know, my personal situation, what I'm going through right now. I just, I've been dating this guy for a year and a half, and I kind of, you know, going into 2017, I, I needed more. I needed to know where we stood and, and to kind of define us. And I know that I love him, you know, and I know for the reasons why. But he couldn't define what we were or any emotions other than, you know, I like you, which to me seems very juvenile. What does that mean, I like you? I like I like cream cheese. I like, you know, grapes. I like yes. shoes. <laughs> you know, so that seems a little weird to me. So what goes on in your men's heads that... um you know that you can share. Give some insight. Okay, I'm gonna violate a lot of a lot of rules of men. There's gonna be men looking for. Ah, you'll get the man card back. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> but no, you you're absolutely right to expect a difference between um like and love, uh, because like is that that feeling that kind of fades, and it and it, and it depends on time and the moment. But love is so deep, it it kind of consumes you, and so some men are emotionally immature, I, I have to admit it. And um, the interesting thing about my life as an actor is it, it forces me to go to different levels emotionally because I tend to have to get into the shoes of other people, other men, other individuals who've had experiences that are vastly different from my own. And so that, mm-hmm. those experiences have taught me and shown me how to connect deeper to um, my heart and my sensitivity. An actor's job is to teach um, the people about the human heart. And so if I spend my time studying the human heart, it's going to have a profound effect on me. So I'm actually kind of like a manly man, but I've also opened up this, this, this well of sensitivity about myself, which is a little different from what most men are willing to admit or even look down or consider. And so... You know, if he said he liked you, I, I believe that he likes you because you, you do like um, an individual for the reasons they do, but love is so consuming, and, and it takes you, it takes your breath, and you feel it deep in your soul. So liking the surface, but love is, is abstract. Like, like, you can, you know, I like, if he says he likes you, he'll say, I like your eyes, or I like your hair, I like the way you dress. But if he was blind and his sight was, and his vision was removed, that like might change. But if he loved you, it didn't matter what he sees or doesn't see. His love is always going to see you as this being that moves his heart. And so, did he ever say that he loved you? No. Mm-mm. Nope. And even after you guys transitioned from the breakup, did he? Did that ever come up? Like, wait, no, I've been away from each other, and ah. No, well, no, and I don't know, no, I guess it wasn't like a traditional breakup. We had this talk and we're in different places and we were going to try to, you know, just continue and and, and taking it slow. But for me, it's hard when you confess your your feelings to someone and it's not reciprocated. How do you go back? To, to just, you know, taking it slow and seeing where it goes. If there's no uh, commitment to, to building together or even defining what we are. As I said to Terry in the, in the, in the earlier segment, um, I asked him, I said, you know, I think we have, we're in two different relationships. I have a boyfriend. Do you have a girlfriend? And, you know, it was a dead space. He never said yes. He never said no. It was just blank. So blank is like no to me, you know. It's it's a no. So and do you think I don't caught him off guard? You think that was just too heavy for him at the moment, or do you think you should have said, you know, hey, we should talk about a few things? Well, when I finished what I said, I said too much, and he's like, no, 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 not too much. So I don't know, Terry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. What, what about um, in conversation that you all have had about your respective past? Has he has he mentioned that he's loved someone, or or had had has that come up in any of his conversations? These love. Well, you know what? I heard him say it 
one time to a person that he was talking to. But I, I guess you figure if you get married that you kind of love people. You know, I can't fathom marrying somebody that I didn't love. That just doesn't connect in my head at all. Um, so he was married, but you know, how long was he married? I don't remember the exact times or, or, or years that he was married, and I don't want to go into too much detail because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sharing my story. I don't want to put too much mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But um, he was married. Children. Yeah. You know, to me, that signifies there's some kind of love there. I don't know people that just get married just for the hell of it, and I don't love you. I'm just going to marry you, and we're going to make children, and we're going to try this love- thing. Yes, just for the sake of clarity, so everybody knows you were not dating a married man. He was married no. to divorce. No, 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 no. I was. Thank you, Terry. <laughs> Thank you for the sake of clarity. I am all about the sisterhood. I do not do that. <laughs> Thank you for clarity. I guess so. Um, yeah. So, so hearing you say this, this idea of how does how how does he love? How how does he handle romance? How does he handle relationships in the past? And since you you know, and of course I understand you want to respect all that privacy, you know the the best out of everybody on this phone right now that um, how he how he does that. Now, did something happen where he never wants to access that part of his heart again because the relationship was so devastating? And sometimes men, when they open their heart for that first time, and it, right. they they deal with a traumatic experience, and they don't ever want to go there again. Because I know guys who, like, stop working and stop participating in other facets of their lives because they got their heart broken because of a divorce. And um, it took them so long to kind of rebuild their lives that they're always going to be at arm's length when it comes to love. Now, they'll be willing to like, but they'll be hesitant to love. You know something? Because it cost them so much when they failed at love before. You may have hit on something here because it wasn't pretty. You know, I saw the end of it and it wasn't pretty, you know, after the divorce and, and separating properly and and it wasn't pretty. And I know details that were definitely not pretty. So you may have hit on something here. That whole love thing may just be too much. And when you do love, it may just be, uh, it's going to get ugly. So I'm not doing that again. You know, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that may be it. So do you how think, John, men are just, they're just that scared? They're, they're not even willing to try it again? Um, men who've, who've had to deal with a trauma like that, um, yeah. It, 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 is, mm-hmm. it is, especially if the trauma extended beyond um, the heart. If, they're, if the trauma mm-hmm. extended to the point where they could not quote-unquote, function in society, and they mm-hmm. stopped going to work, or they, you know, they stopped paying their bills, and they just sat in the house until, next thing you know, the eviction notices packed, you know, piled up, and then they ended up back at home, and then through some sort of process, they decided and to pull themselves back together and get their lives back on course, they're very likely to, to be unwilling to open up their heart again, and so, yeah, it, it, and yeah, because all men, all what is it? Uh, there was a I was reading a report survey said that men are twice as likely to tell a woman that they love them versus women saying that same thing. And so guys, are, are we we're simple creatures. We're really simple. Like we kind of want to love. It but, sounds like you're saying once they've had a trauma, mm-hmm. they can't you, you can't recover. Is is that what I'm hearing? It can't be true. Because, you know, I, I mean, hear the same story. To, it happens in other facets of life. People have uh, people who have been in a car and they had a, a traumatic car accident. They are, it's very, I've been in a car accident myself, and it was the first time getting back into a car, I was nervous and sweating, and I had to work through the process of being comfortable with being on the beltway again. And so, so it it's happens, like what you said. happened in a car Terry. accident. Yeah, it's going to happen in a relationship. So it's like what you said, Terry. There's work to be done. You know, because I hear yeah. the opposite side all the time where guys are complaining about dating women because they always bring their baggage with them from the previous relationship. 
So it doesn't seem to be a level playing field here. It's okay for, for guys to have baggage and carry it around with them, but I don't know if women can carry their baggage. We're expected to just get through it, move on, and, and let go, it seems. I, I don't know. you think there's a double standard? I think women, when they get hurt, they have a lot of girlfriends, a lot of support that they can go and cry and, you know, the girls, the girls night out and, you know, we'll get you through this girl and, you know, we have a lot more emotional support. I don't know if guys go and cry on the other dude's shoulder, you know, when they feel like they've been hurt. So sometimes it's just a lot harder for them to get through that. And maybe his divorce, I don't know how recent it is, but maybe he hasn't gotten over all of that yet. Maybe he needs a little more time. And and the, the, and, and to, to piggyback on what Mr. Terry just said, if he needs a little bit more time, it's not what he needs isn't going to come from you. I mean, you might not like hearing that as, as an individual who's dealt with various levels of you know, continuing with my emotional baggage. Um, and as a Christian man, find out that I, I can't expect some beautiful woman to, to heal the heal the void that is in my heart and soul based on whatever has happened prior to me knowing them that it really does take a relationship with a higher power, which for myself is Christ Jesus, to, to really pour and bless and encourage and teach me what love looks like. And it's a, it's a process. And then prepare me to be able to love somebody again. So in, that's, in my, my opinion, that's a road he can take to find himself at a healthier place so that he can open his heart to love you. But that, that has well, to be let me ask you this, uh, John. Um, do you think um, men and women can be friends, can, can have a friendship? Do men know how to just be friends to the opposite to sex? And is friendship important to most men in a relationship? Um, do men know how to be friends? Um, to the opposite The funny sex. thing is, the tricky, the tricky part to that question has to do with the idea that there are a lot of men of age that are still boys when it comes to relationships. So when they say that they can have friends, what they really want are the benefits that come from it. And so it gives this, this idea that men cannot have friends with women of the opposite sex. Um, mm. Friends so with that part. Before. But the, also the other tricky thing is this is a lesson I learned when I was in middle school. If you like somebody of the opposite sex, all you have to do is just spend quality time with them. Whether you're laughing and you feel relaxed and comfortable, whether your guard falls down, and then next thing you know, two little lovebirds just come out of nowhere. So it is, it is a tricky thing to try to say, let me be friends with, with, with someone of the opposite sex that is even that you find attractive even in the slightest. I personally don't recommend it if you're in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. It does happen uh, with other people, but you have to be mindful of the fact that anything can happen. Don't put your guard. Don't let your guard down. So um, I, I have relationships with young ladies that are that are models, and I spend I hang out with them. I spend time with them um, on a social level. But as long as I keep in my mind that what, what my intentions are, I, I won't be lazy or let my guard down or allow for a scenario that may or may not happen because of the fact that you have two people who are spending quality time together, which is the essence of a good relationship, and then they find each other attractive. Like, what else do you need to do next? You know, like, the, all, the, all, the, all the factors are there for something to happen. So, and I, I know a lot of people who, who will spend time with somebody of, of the opposite sex and then one thing leads to another and they say, well, I don't know how that happened, but you do. Because you like... So let me ask you this. Are, are you involved with someone and, and are you friends with that person? Hey, that you are involved? Are we, are we still on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I see how this is going down, John. I see it. I see it. I can read the writing on the wall. It's okay. I'm not going to press. Even no, though no, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I have no problem. Since you opened up, 
I'll be more than willing to open up. Um, I do have a person of interest, special young lady that I do um, find interesting and want to spend quality time with, but um, we don't have a title. And why is that? Why? Girlfriend. Why is? I'm not her boyfriend. Does she not ask or require, or you just don't do that? I left up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That sounds about right to me. No, no. Um, one of the things about this particular young lady, um, which reflects where I am uh, as I'm, I've matured, is that we kind of started off kind of with this idea of being intentional. Like, what are your intentions from the from the gate? Even if, even if we didn't necessarily have the dialogue, I, for myself, as a, as the man who is the leader of the initiator of this this relationship, this interaction. I had an intention. When I met her, I wasn't necessarily looking to be canoodling with any lady to any degree. I just found this young lady to be very attractive, and she caught all of my attention. And so when, when I went forward to wanting to get to know her, for me, as a man, as a man of God, as a, as a man who has a standard, who had to learn it, I didn't always have this. I said, well, what do I want to do? What do I want from this young lady? where I want this to go. And so am I just doing this to pass time or do I want something more substantial? And as I began to engage her, those, those two questions, the answer came and found, it, found its way to my mind. I, was like, I found out that the young lady herself was also looking for something more. And so even though we don't have any title, um, mm-hmm. we do want to have purpose with the relationship. So we're just not hanging out just to kill time. We want to know if we are compatible, if um, God uh, sees us as, as a good match or as a couple for the future. So what, what happened is when we started dating, um, for me, I understand, I've learned that it takes three months. So if you meet somebody brand new it take, and you start to date them, after three months, the infatuation phase wears off. Matter of fact, about month number two, the infatuation phase wears off where that person is going to get on your nerves or you start to really start to deal with that person's truer self, and definitely by the third month. And so before I told her, I wrote the, 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 the time and date of when we first started hanging out, and I, I put in my calendar three months later, in three months, you need to have a conversation about where this relationship is or what does she really want for herself. It, but also, it wasn't that I needed to put pressure on her that I was so desperate to have a relationship with her either. It was a, and we agreed to move forward kind of scenario. So right now, even though we don't have a title, we do know in a three-month time frame from, I forgot when we started, because... <laughs> I don't know the exact There's no, no title, but, but your friend. There's no title, yeah. but your friend. Yes. Okay, but you're more than just friends because you're both interested in pursuing a more meaningful relationship. Yes. And we, we also but, noticed that we weren't necessarily interested in talking to other people. And so once she felt that for herself and I found that for myself, we had a conversation about that as well. And I told her, I'm not really interested in other people. I wasn't really interested in dealing with women to this degree before I met you, but I'm definitely interested in just you and you alone. And she had similar thoughts about myself as well. And so even though we're not in a committed relationship, we are committed to figuring out if we want to make it to the next step. Does that make sense? It does, but, you know, it it seems to me, I'm I'm a black and white kind of just it seems like a gray area for me you know and this is what probably I have problems with now this three month time frame that you talk about where where does that come from does it come from some guy rule did you talk to your friends how did you come to this three months thing or it's is that come, just it's come from personal experience for me it takes three months okay. after three months that person starts to get on your nerves and they are no longer that person that you would want to break your neck over <laughs> You know, we're that time we're like, all I want to do is spend. When we first started um, dating, we spent four to five, up to six days back to back 
hanging out. Like, did you just get off work? Yeah, I just got off work. Did you have something to do? Yeah, but I could totally abandon it for you. And that's what we would do. And then once we kind of got through that infatuation phase, we began to be a bit more realistic in our our goals and our objectives and our priorities. Sounds to me, although you haven't defined it, it sounds to me, I'm just saying, that you are you are in a relationship. It's, it's a little bit more than friends if you've decided that you're not. See, this is where I get lost, okay? Because the same thing was for me. We decided that we were going to be exclusive. We weren't dating each other. We were more than just friends. We went places. We did things. You know, sounds like pretty much what you guys are doing. So what is the difficulty with defining it more than just the I like you? Because it's a little more. Listening to you talk, it's a little more than I just like you. And the same thing for me. This is where I don't understand why does that become such a big ordeal about defining what you're doing? Um, I don't know. This is what I've learned from dealing with young ladies because young ladies are, are the ones who are always looking for the answer to the question of, what are your intentions? Because I have a bad story. I have a friend of mine who is on, who's on, he's, he's a friend, but he's, yeah, he's a different kind of friend. He's on, uh, what is that, Tinder? And uh-huh. he's, he's just looking to meet young ladies. And he happened to bump into a young lady who he thought we were just going to have a liaison with, but she wanted more. And, the mis- and he said, what are you doing on this website using this app? Because this ad isn't for relationships. You need to be on one of the ones that have more meaning. And so what, mm-hmm. what, what men tend to come across is that, that even though we might deal with a young lady who this might have some sort of surface or carnal or just basic needs that are being gratified, but the young ladies are the ones who typically want to have a deeper relationship. They want to take it to the next level. Like, what does this relationship mean? Where are we going? I know a young lady who is with her. She was with her her. her her partner, her friend, or this guy, and because they weren't getting married, even though they were together for 10 years, she said, I, because we're not getting married, this relationship is over. And they, you know, they technically almost had a common law marriage. They were so intertwined with each other's right, lives. Right. But because she didn't have the ring, and, and that's her standard, and I'm not saying she shouldn't have it, but women are the ones who typically seem to showcase this need for titles and rules, uh, titles and, and, and labels. We well, and seeing, and seeing how, you know, you, not you specifically, but men are in relationship with us women and that you know that's what we need. I don't know why you guys are not more accommodating. But we're going to soften this up a little bit because this was nice. I appreciate it. I just want to um, mention that I wrote a book. It's called Love Addiction. It's full of poetry that tells you all about my heart and things that go through, and some stuff in there may help you. You can get it on my website, T-R-A-C-I-J-H-I-N-D-S dot com. The paperback, or the e-read, I'm sorry, is $3.99, and the paperback is $10.99. It's an easy read. I'm sure you'll love it. Jonathan, can you just sum up a little bit what you do and how people can get in touch with you if they're interested in doing mission work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're interested in um, doing missionary work, just go to zionchurchonline.com or Google Zion Church in Landover, Maryland. And we have links all over our webpage that discuss or showcase where you can uh, plug in yourself to do missionary work. And you just click the links and just follow the links. You know how the Internet works, guys. And just follow the follow the links. Go to Zion Church online.com Landover, Maryland, and look under missionary work, and you'll find opportunities there. And if you make it and join us, eventually you'll find me, because that's where I will be serving. Okay. And, Terry, I know you do real estate and financial planning and all that stuff. Let people know how to get in touch with you. Uh, Two ways. On Facebook, you can hit me up on Facebook, Terry Salay, T-E-R-R-I, S as in Sam, A-L-L-A-Y. Or go to my website, www.terrysalet.com. Okay. So um, in summary here today, you know, today we talked about me and my real-life situation, how I was dating a guy for about a year and a half, and, you know, I didn't know where I stood, so I decided I couldn't go into 2017 and, and not know, and I asked, and 
I shared how I felt, and my feelings were not reciprocated. But this week, I kind of took some time off and kind of got my head right. And, um, you know, I'm working through. I don't think anything too horrible is going to happen. I think I'll be able to survive. I'll move on, and, and life will just carry on. But if you're going through situations, you know, don't blame yourself. Just pick up yourself and, and carry on. Carrie, any words you want to give? And I do have a poem that I want to read, too. No, I just say it's 2017, and everybody needs to be courageous in 2017 and go for it, get what you want in 2017. All right. At the beginning of the week, I was feeling bad for myself, and um, one poem that kind of stuck out for me was one that I wrote a while ago. Um, But before I read it, I'm just going to ask Jonathan if he can just give us one last word about relationships and one good advice for women or men or women that need to know where they stand? And what would you say, Jonathan? Uh, the, the best advice I can give to people based off of my experience is that you need to love yourself more than you love the relationship. Um, and if you believe in a higher power, if you believe in Jesus, then love God more than you love yourself and love yourself more than you love this other person because then you can contend with whatever they may or may not throw at you. And so if you're secure in that, um, you don't necessarily um, lose everything. And so I, I, I tell the fellas, you know, this might be rough, but, you know, know what you want and be able to answer the question of what are your intentions. And for the young ladies, get that answer. Thank you. So I wrote this a little while ago, and when I wrote it, I was a little hurt. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. Here we go. Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's a schoolyard saying that will always be playing. Because some brothers are so deep, the only way they balance and see their feet is to tell you the lies, the sweet, sweet lies. The lies that sound crazy and make your clear days hazy. These brothers are so damn lazy. If only they knew the way to be true and to secure their shit like crazy glue is to set themselves free and declare to be with just one sister. You know, Mrs. and Mr. Imagine that. Set yourself free and declare to be with just one sister, Mrs. and Mr. Set yourself free and declare to be. You will then see the bliss you missed, the sweetness of my kiss, my undenying love, my gratitude, no attitude. I'll stroke your ego, make you feel like a Leo. Tony the Tiger beating your chest, declaring, it's great to be straight. To be free, no more lies, sweet, sweet lies. You set yourself free to love one sister. Now go ahead and ask her to be your missus to compliment Mr. Good night. Love Talks, Everyday People. Join us next Sunday. Thank you, Jonathan. Glad to be here. Bravo. You say you wanna 